So what kind of properties do you guys lend on? What makes you stand out amongst other lenders? What regions are you focused on? What's the weirdest loan you have to process? What are you seeing in the market? What are your preferred loan parameters? Tell us about your underwriting process. How did you get into the lending space? This is BIPS, your peek into the lender landscape, where we get into the minds of leading commercial real estate lenders to understand their perspective of the market, what they lend on, and how to get deals done. I'm Kimberly Zarbler and your host, and this is my co-host, my older and wiser brother, Yaku Zar. Wait, wait, were you being sarcastic? Today we're here with Stephen Heller. Stephen Heller is an executive managing director and production manager for MNT Realty Capital Corporation, the wholly owned commercial mortgage banking subsidiary of MNT Bank. Stephen has more than 30 years of experience in the multifamily finance space with prior stints at Barings Multifamily Capital, Acre Capital, CW Capital, PNC Bank, ARCS Commercial Mortgage, and he has been responsible for more than $6 billion of loan originations during his career to date. And if that's not enough, Stephen holds a bachelor's degree in economics and a JD from the University of Florida, as well as a master of law in taxation from NYU. He is admitted to practice in the state of New York and the state of Florida. Most recently, Stephen closed a $24.5 million Freddie Mac acquisition loan in North Carolina, a $40 million Fannie Mae acquisition loan in Florida back in March. And in February, he closed a couple of Fannie loans including a $27.5 million refi in Syracuse and a $2.5 million loan in Bethlehem. Steven, we are so happy to have you today on BIPS. Even though I only met you once, Yaakov and I both adore you. You're one of the most social people we know. So I can imagine the quarantine has been very hard for you. How have you been able to stay sane throughout all of this? How's it been for you? Thank you so much, Kim. It's great to be here. It's been for you. So good. Truthfully, Kim, it hasn't been that bad. I will tell you that quarantine for me started March 5th because I had a little surgical procedure. So I was out of commission for about four days. We don't need to get into that. But what happened was when I came out of the hospital that Monday, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, so the 9th, it turns out we went to a friend of rabbi's installation at a huge synagogue in White Plains, the previous Shabbos. And it turned out that the person installing the rabbi was infected with COVID-19. Oh, wow. So, and it turns out he was on the Bema with my wife during part of the installation process. So we received an email from the rabbi basically saying, hey, they've spoken to the Department of Health and you all should self-quarantine for the next 14 days. So we were in a quarantine state and I would say five business days later, M&T issued their work from home order. And since that time, I have to tell you, so I'm glad you mentioned the $24.5 million acquisition loan in North Carolina. That was a Freddie Mac deal. So big customer, we actually rate locked that deal at the end of February, where really, you know, COVID wasn't in the forefront and being an acquisition. So my borrower had to put up two points. So he had close to a half a million dollars up. We processed the loan. He had a time of the essence closing. And during the whole COVID, 
Of course, underwriting changed. The property, it was well-located, beautiful property, great borrower, but it also had three small commercial units. During that 30-day, from start to finish, underwriting of that acquisition loan, Freddie Mac and the world changed their criteria for underwriting commercial income. And it was quite a battle because they didn't want to disappoint this major borrower. We and our Freddie Mac brethren got creative and we got the deal done. And as soon as we got the deal done and the deal, a commitment was issued and it closed, the underwriting for commercial income changed. It would not be underwritten the same way today. So it was quite an ordeal. It was hand to, I call it hand to hand combat. Things have definitely loosened up with the agencies, but we have been on phone calls. I would tell you from 8.30 in the morning till six o'clock at night, talking to our customers, talking to our agency investors, and also being part of M&T Bank. We are part of the CARES Act, the PPP program. We have conversations with our customers about their collections, about forbearance if they need. So up until this past week, it's been a very busy time. Stephen, tell us, it sounds, first of all, you know, you go to Stephen Heller and the deal gets done. He does the hand-to-hand combat for you. It's great to hear. Tell us a little bit more about the specific types of deals that you guys and your team work on at M&T and sort of what your expertise and focus is. So we are permanent lenders. We need you to get the building built. We need you to get it occupied. And in this day at this time, so we've done a lot of pre-stabilized business that is not getting done. We've done a lot of near stabilized business. Right now, that is very difficult to get done. We are spending our times today. You should think of me when you have an affordable deal in the, in the New York area, tax exempt bonds. We have a whole, we're Fannie approved affordable, we're Freddie approved, uh, we will be Freddie approved affordable. We have a whole affordable team. MT Bank does affordable business. But really, what we're doing is stabilized properties, affordable, non-affordable, large, small. We're looking for relationship borrowing because then we can bring our agency expertise to the fore. We can also introduce you. We have a very strong M&T bank presence in the tri-state area, and we can introduce you to our relationship managers, our brethren. They have the bank products. They have the treasury management They have the bridge loans, the construction loans, all the usual bank products. So we have the agency expertise, Fannie, Freddie, and FHA, and we would love to work with you. Stephen, thanks so much for clarifying that for us. Can you tell us a little bit more about the regions that you focus on and your customer base? Great question. So being part of M&T, I also, not only do I have my own customer base, all of the deals that Kim has mentioned, are my customers. Right now, I have been assigned the Eastern Pennsylvania and some New Jersey M&T Bank real estate relationship managers, and we help them when they do the construction loans, 
When they do bridge loans, we provide, of course, for multifamily deals, we provide the permanent takeouts through the agencies. We also work together with an insurance group. So right now, my M&T brethren have financed some beautiful properties in Allentown, and they're now ready for permanent loans. So we have presented those deals to Freddie Mac, and we hope to hear from them early next week. I have some great New York City customers who are in the workforce housing business. I have financed some of their deals going back to 1990, and they want to take advantage. So I'm on my third or fourth time. That's why when Kim mentioned a $2.5 million deals, our normal loan size is like $6 million and up. But this $2.5 million loan this is the fourth time I'm doing the deal. The original loan was $9 million. So the loan amounts, instead of getting bigger and bigger, the loan amounts actually get smaller and smaller. And we actually did $2.5 million, 15-year self-liquidating loan, because he wants to leave the property to his children free and clear. So if you're a customer, we do things for you. We figure it out and we get it done. So right now, with the agencies, we're looking at affordable transactions, workforce housing. We can go up to 80% with a 125 debt service coverage, 80% loan to value. But right now, the agencies are scrutinizing cash out deals. They are underwriting with funded principal and interest reserves from six to 12 months. Deals that are under 55 percent loan to value do not require a reserve. So I am focused on my customer base, like this nice man, who are not looking for every last dollar and who want to capture a two and a half to three percent 10 year interest rate right now. I mean, who would have thought that you could borrow money at around three percent or lower for 10 years on a commercial on an apartment house? So believe it or not, it's a great time to be a borrower. It's not a great time to try to get every last dollar unless you're willing to put up these escrows, 12 months principal and interest escrow that will sit in an account until this COVID-19 pandemic is over and the property achieves the debt service coverage for six months. Then you get your money back. And then you still get a great loan. But right now, you know, we are underwriting with these reserves. In addition, we are looking at collections. As you can imagine, we were all very concerned about April collections. And then they were pretty good and everybody made their payments. Then we looked at May collections and guess what? They were pretty good and our payments were, you know, spot on. So underwriting has been a little bit more lenient over the past week or two. We are all holding our breath for June collections and payments. Um, Mm -hmm. But so far, everybody's been cautiously optimistic. There are issues with regard to student housing, seniors deals. I have a property that I originated alone in Columbia, South Carolina, where went from 100% occupied to less than 50% occupied. And obviously, we've been working with the customer on forbearance. It just turns out that the University of South Carolina has announced 
that they're going back to in, you know, they're having students in the fall. So this borrower expects in August to be 100% again. So they have gotten relief for those properties. They have to pay the money back. It's not like they're not going to be responsible for those principal and interest payments for April, May, and June. It's 90 days of forbearance, but they have then have 12 months to make up those three mortgage payments. Got it. Wow. It's very good to be a borrower at this time. And I really like your advice that as a borrower, you should really be seeing what you could do, how you could get your deals closed. And since you have so much experience in the space, I'd love to know, how did you even get in the space? How did you become a lender? It's a terrific question. So I was a practicing lawyer in New York City, and I met my wife. I actually grew up with my wife. We were not childhood sweethearts. And my in-laws actually attended my bar mitzvah. They sat three rows behind us in shul. And, (laughs) you know, when I came back, I got the, as you mentioned, the LLM and tax from NYU. My sister, her friends, you know, were all getting together. And so, you know, I fell in love with my wife and I got married. Truthfully, I did not know what my in-laws did. All I know is he has a giant diploma. He has a PhD in philosophy from Columbia. I come back from the honeymoon. They threw a beautiful wedding at Ahava Torah in Englewood. But I come back from the honeymoon and I was practicing law at 10 Columbus Circle, which is now the Time Warner building. And my father-in-law asked me to take off a day. And I met him at the George Washington Bridge. And he drove me through the Bronx and Brooklyn because it turns out, it's a long way to go, but it turns out that he and his family owned apartment buildings. This was in 1985, 86, 85. Wow. And he says, Stephen, there's this company, Freddie Mac. We couldn't get a loan here in Brooklyn. We could get a loan in the Bronx. And all of a sudden, these age, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they're lending money here. This is a business. You got to get into this business. Wow. And that's how. So I actually hooked up with a terrific man. His name is Mark Trattenberg of Blessed Memory. And he taught me the business. He was actually involved with a bank in upstate New York. And I learned the business, and they made me a vice president of this bank, and the rest is history. I've had the same job for 11 companies doing the exact same thing for 34 years. Wow. I've been an agency lender for 34 years, and it has been helpful to have the legal background, the tax background. You know, I can talk for a long time on what the original loan docs look like then to what they look like now. It's crazy. And my father-in-law introduced me to three major borrowers, families that owned 80 to 90 buildings in Westchester, the Bronx, Queens. And I've been doing business with them for years. Wow. You got really lucky with your wife. Not yes. Only, not only did you say she's great, but also she started a whole new career for you. Well, I have to compliment my in-laws. The mortgage business was a lot more fun. Yeah. Stephen, wow. it sounds like you've been in the industry for quite a while. I mean, you've seen many evolutions. What do you see as sort of the next phase in the industry as a whole, in agency lending, particularly related to COVID and otherwise? 
Well, everybody is talking about and has been talking about automation. But in agency world, we're doing a lot of business even now with being at home. I've actually, after nine weeks, just went on my first property inspection. I had gloves, a mask, the whole thing. But when your average loan size is $20 million and people that own an average loan of $20 million, they're not going online to get a mortgage. It's not like e-loan or when they sign an app, you know, on a 15, 10, they want to look the loan officer in the eye. They want to know that a Stephen Heller is going to kill himself, is going to work morning, noon, and night to get my deal done. And so I hear it all the time that people regard agency borrowing. It's a fungible product. Anybody can get it done. I beg to differ. When you sign up a deal with me, you own me. No bull. I put my heart and soul. I've given up vacation. I've sent my family to Italy without me because I had to stay and get a deal done. I don't add spread to deals to get more money. I'm a singles hitter. I want the minimum fee and I want my customers to know that they are getting the best possible deal and that I am going to work with my team to get their deal done. And that's awesome. That's really valuable. But it's true. But, and the truth of the matter is, is I've been doing this for 34 years. We can spend the rest of our time together. I have managed, I'm what they call in the business, a player coach. So I manage originators as well as originate myself. And we can talk about that. But I look at the people that for the last 34 years who are no longer in the business because they wanted to hit home runs, you know, like a sales broker. They're working for themselves. They're not working for the customer. I have chosen this. I love what I do. And the only way I'm going to do it is I'm going to get my customer the best possible deal. There's going to be blood on the deal. And he's put that faith, trust, and confidence in me to get his deal done. And I'm going to get his deal done. Um, I love that. And I have a great team that has followed me. My analyst, my processor have been with me for 13 and 15 years. My underwriter, Camille Middlebrook. Wow was with me for 25 years. She was brilliant. I stole her from Freddie Mac many years ago, and she's an absolute underwriting genius. Now, she has left me a couple of years ago because for some, we don't need to get into it, but she now lives in Indonesia with her family. <laughs> so she's basically out of the business, but uh, and I see her all the time, but we were together. She was an absolute genius when it came to underwriting multifamily loans. She was a chief underwriter at one of the companies. It's been a pleasure working with her. So, and at MT, I left Bearings about seven months ago because my boss at CW Capital, Michael Berman, retired, became undersecretary of HUD, was former MBA president, living very nicely in Miami and Boston. And then the predecessor at M&T, Terry Flannery, retired. And she told the powers that be at M&T Bank, grow this thing. You get Michael Berman here. And so Michael Berman and I have been talking for years. And as soon as he came and signed on at M&T, he called me and he said, Stephen, how do you like it at Bearings? And I basically said, Mike, what do you have in mind? And so I'm now in the seat. 
and it's great. Wow. And by the way, this that's, is my last awesome. job. I'm giving Michael. <laughs> Where do you want to oh, retire? Uh, Where do you want to go? Um, well, we have it down to a couple of countries, Ireland, Spain, Portugal, Northern Italy. But then, you know, things aren't so great in Italy with the COVID. We were thinking of Vancouver in the summer, and we've never been to New Zealand, but we like what's going on there. We also like Ireland. If you've never been to Ireland, the people are outstanding. That, so you have the whole plan down. I like that. We do. Stephen, so you've been in the business for a long time, and you have a lot of experience. And we always ask our guests, what is a funny story that happened to you with one of your clients? A funny story. So early on, I did a lot of Freddie Mac financing in the Bronx. And you booked a deal, you met with the borrower, you walked the property, the borrower signed an app, you agreed to a loan amount. And then eventually, you sent in the paperwork, your underwriting package, and then Freddie Mac came out and inspected each and every deal. And when the Freddie Mac inspector came out, I met them subway train whatever and sometimes i pick them up at the marine air terminal LaGuardia, pick up this underwriter drive to the property and i've been there two times already and i get to the turn and there are police barricades and i get out of the car the inspector is still in the car and i walk out and i go to the corner where i could see our building and there is flames coming out of the building. Oh, <laughs> my my, our building, it's not just a unit. The building is on fire. So I wanted her to see it. And I said, okay, we're going to lunch. Obviously, we're not working on this deal at this time. But um, that's a great that story. Yeah. That's a great story. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get a unit, you know, unit burns and whatever, you know, you fix it up, you take an escrow. Here, the entire building was shooting flames. Oh, my wow. God. So I guess uh, you <laughs> yeah. just closed that deal. <laughs> uh, no, not, no. <laughs> I never did that deal. Really appreciate having you on, Stephen. Thank you, Kim. What is the best way for people to get in contact with you? I call <laughs> us first. A lot of people just send us packages. That's just a waste. Call, run a deal by me. I will tell you if we're interested, and then we would take it to the next level. So I hope this has been very helpful. You guys are great. And anything I can do to help, please don't hesitate to ask me. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. I know when I have a question about agency or otherwise, my first call is always Stephen Hallett. We appreciate all your help. Thank you so much, Jaco. Thanks a lot, sir. Take care. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We hope you learned something new. Tune in next week when we speak to another lender in the industry. And until then, take care. This was Bips, your peek into the lender landscape. As Jay-Z says, you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Kim, everyone's already home. Oh.